I was thinking, let's do a um, a year-end wrap-up episode that also talks about what's coming up on the uh, podcast in 2016. Who's up for it besides me? I can hear you cheering. Welcome to episode 42 of the Juice Box Podcast. A couple days before Christmas, making some cookies here, wrapping some gifts, uh, getting ready for the big holiday and uh, for the end of the year. Wanted to let you know what's been going on in the podcast that you can't see. So I'm going to, you're going to hear me just writing and clicking. There's going to be a lot of writing and clicking in this one. So I am looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve episodes of the Juice Box podcast that have already been recorded that you have not heard. And they are coming in January. I think, I think, think, think that I would like to post the first episode on January 5th. The next episode, instead of coming out on January 12th, is going to come out on the 15th to coincide with the guests' news. And then after that, the podcast will start coming regularly on Tuesdays uh, on the 26th. So it'll be a little scattered the first couple weeks of January, and then regularly back on Tuesdays, like we're accustomed to. Let's, Let's talk about who's coming up on the podcast. How about a girl named Kelly, a lady named Kelly, who was on the Bionic Pancreas trial? Did a whole bionic pancreas trial. Very interesting conversation. Wait till you hear about that. How about Aaron Kowalski, JDRF Chief, Chief Mission Officer? I think you're going to quite enjoy this. Dr. Stephen Ponder, author of Sugar Surfing. I had a ton in common with Stephen. I am about to interview Jeff Brewer, who uh, started a company called Bigfoot Biomedical, I think you may have heard of. On top of that, just a regular folks with type 1 diabetes, Carolyn, Christine, a D-mom named Lisa, a college student named Elias just um, was diagnosed in high school right before he left for college, and um, he's got a great story. Going to be talking to a doctor from TrialNet and Bethany. Now, Bethany, Bethany's great. Bethany's somebody I met on Facebook who I talked to about her son's um, CGM graph, and four days later, magic happened. I, I can't wait to let you hear that one. Now, here's the, here's the big one. Drum roll. Do I put it... The episode that's going up on January 15th is with the star of the new television show, Legends of Tomorrow, Victor Garber. You may know Victor from Alias. Uh, You may know him as the man who built a ship that just wasn't quite strong enough for poor Rose and Titanic. Actually, you may know him from about a bazillion different things. He is a wonderful gentleman and, and gave me a full hour talking about type 1 diabetes and his advocacy. Um, I gotta tell you, that is, uh, that's really fun. And there's a great story about how we got the episode done, which I will tell before his episode runs. And that's going to be on January 15th. So go to your apps now and subscribe, tell a friend, get them ready. Trust me, this one's going to be good. Okay. So going back into 2015, I start the podcast as just sort of an addendum to my blog and I'm not quite sure how it's going to go. And then it ends up going, you know, better than I could have imagined. And I'm not going to read to you on a podcast very much, but I do want to send, uh, I do want to share this, this note that I got through Facebook the other day. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Facebook won't let me post a picture. Um, but I wanted to share my daughter's Dexcom graph. Uh, she's had a Dexcom for nine months, and I've never once taken a picture of it until today. And I wanted to show you how, your, how our mornings and days have looked since putting into practice the things you have talked about on your podcast. She woke up with a blood sugar of 90 this morning. She ate a 35-carb breakfast consisting of oatmeal, Greek yogurt, and a clementine, and she stayed steady at about 90 and is still holding steadily now after lunch. 
mornings have been going like this more often than not now that you taught. I, I don't like this word because uh, I didn't teach anybody anything. I just share my stories, as you know. But but now that you taught me um, about pre-bolusing, tweaking basal rates, and being bold with insulin. I can't wait to get our A1C at our appointment on Wednesday. We've had our bad moments or days and hours at times for sure. But things are so different since I found the Juice Box podcast. I can't thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll leave the name out. But to the person who sent it to me, I really appreciate it getting your note. And uh, and I'm even happier to hear that, that this is it. So th- this is what the podcast is. So like it or not, you find diabetes and you you learn what you learn and you go on your way. And sometimes people send you down the wrong path and then that's what you learn. Uh, sometimes you have some setbacks and they're so disheartening, you just don't bounce back from them because you think, oh, this is never going to get any better. Uh, but but what my goal with the podcast was, was to let you talk to people who were connected to the diabetes community. Um, and I wanted you to hear from people who were just like you. I wanted you to hear from people who were just like me, who had different and varying stories, but in the end were all stories of how they just persevered a little bit and things things really worked out for them. And I'm going to tell you something. Mr. Garber is going to make that point. Uh, it, it is a strong belief for him about attitude and type 1 diabetes. He has um, he's had it since he was 12 years old, a man in his 60s. So this is it. So I, I mean, I think this is what the podcast is. And, and I'm getting, you know, I'm seeing in the reviews and the feedback, and I'm getting a lot of notes. I mean, just literally as I sat down to do this, I got an, ep- I got an email from Jenna. And you may have heard Jenna on the podcast. Um, and she says, hey, Scott, hope you're doing well. I just want to say thank you for mentioning the Dexcom during the podcast. I just received my Dexcom and already I'm in love with it. And, you know, if you go to Jenna's episode, you know, I, she brings up how she loves to take care of her type 1 diabetes. And it's, it's a really, it, it's almost not fun for her, but she really is focused on her blood sugars. And I said, oh, you must have a CGM. And she said, no. And it wasn't really something she considered until we talked about it. So we talked about it. Now she has one. And and she's already really excited. So, you know, f- for just a second, let's talk about what ends up being kind of the first year of the podcast. You know, it starts off, I think I'm just going to interview, you know, people. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I usually talk about on my blog. And like this, boom, Adam Lasher is on American Idol. And he's got his CGM on his guitar. And I'm my first episode is is Adam Lasher from from American Idol. I'm not sure how that happens. Then I sit down, I start talking a little bit about how Arden and I text with their diabetes. And the next thing I know, I've got Ryan Reed, a NASCAR driver, and I'm talking to him. And then I start interviewing other people, and then I'm telling my stories, and it's going back and forth. And then it really starts to pick up steam. Lots of moms, lots of great stories, a dad or two. You know, and then I find the egg crack challenge and, and Will Halver's story about uh, Will's a, a kid who, who passes away after starting the, the egg crack challenge up for type 1 diabetes. And I talk to his mom and she just says such poignant things. And, and I'm really starting to think, wow, this is, this is more than just an extension of the blog. Um, you know, we talk about uh, surviving, you know, an avalanche on, on Mount Everest um, with type 1 diabetes talk to families and then all of a sudden this CrossFit CEO jumps up and he's just a you know an idiot online and 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 Aileen comes on and she just gives this this great conversation about why it's so hurtful. Next thing you know Chris Freeman wants to be on the podcast and now I got an Olympian and then all of a sudden Dexcom's like hey we'll come on your podcast and before I knew it it had really just taken off. 
and it got deeper. By the time we got to episode 33, you know, there's a mom on there saying, look, Emily says, I, I, I resent my kid's diabetes. It's a horrible way to feel. And we sort of got through it in that hour. It was amazing. Talk to Jenna, like I just said. And then Dee is 60 years old, being diagnosed with type 1 in her late 50s. Ginger Vieira comes on, talks about being pregnant, and then I get Jenny Smith. And, and this is where, where I really start thinking about, about second quarter 2016. Jenny Smith comes on, and she's a CDE, and we start talking about management stuff. And I get a lot of great feedback from that episode. And so I reach back out to Jenny, and I'm like, I think I've got an idea for you and I for the podcast for next year. And she's into it. So, so that's exciting. You know, and then, then I, gotta, I, gotta, I definitely have to mention Omnipod. Like, they jump on, and they... And they they buy an ad on the podcast, which like I said, is it's important because this is a time consuming endeavor and, and I'm a stay at home dad. I don't make an income on my own. So it's nice to be able to turn to my wife and my family and say, look, you know, you remember the other night when I kicked you out of the house for 90 minutes so I could talk to Victor Garber? Well, you know, it's not, it's not just, you know, there's a little bit of money coming in from it. And then, believe it or not, that's important to me. It's, it's important to me to be able to say, you know, I'm helping people with a podcast, I'm reaching out, and at the same time, I'm not just blindly ignoring my family. Okay. That was a long snore from Basil. You know, actually, speaking of ads, there was a week where I had um, the CCO of Omnipod on the show during their ad run. So I said to them, look, we can't run an ad for you on a show where somebody from your company is talking about your, your thing. So I ran an ad for my book that week. And I, for those of you who don't know, I wrote a, a parenting memoir a year or so ago called Life is Short, Laundry is Eternal, Confessions of a Stay-at-Home Dad. Anyway, I just, you know, I said this episode of the Juice Fox podcast, blah, 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 sponsored by my book. And you guys bought it out on Amazon. So thank you very much. That was really amazing. Um, it's back now. The publisher has sent more to Amazon. It's back. So you can feel free to order again. I really do appreciate it. But that was really touching. And I, and I, I want to take this opportunity to say thank you for that. You don't write a book thinking you're going to sell many of them. And um, when, you, when you do and when you get back great reviews like this book has gotten, it's really touching. And uh, so thank you very much for buying Life is Short, Laundry is Eternal on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. All right, a couple more things before I let you go. You know, I look back over the podcast and the blog over the last year to see kind of where we started in the beginning of the year and where we've come to. And one thing really struck me is that in January on the blog, I posted a picture of a mock-up of uh, someone's Dexcom information, their their blood sugars on a on a smartwatch on the on the Apple Watch. And you know, in January of 2014, that was it was a mock-up. And now today in December, I've been wearing that watch on my wrist for months looking at my daughter's blood sugar right on my wrist. And it just occurred to me that, you know, back in January, it seemed so far away. And how much stuff in diabetes feels like that because you just so desperately want it quickly. When I look at some of the news stories over the year, one of them sticks out, you know, Dexcom merging with Google, trying to shrink technology for people with diabetes, you know, a glucagon nasal spray for, you know, you get a little low, you shoot a little glucagon up your nose and your blood sugar comes back up again. And that stuff, you know, when you're talking about it in the moment, sounds sounds like forever. It's never coming. But it does actually come faster than you think. And and uh, I think that's really important. Like I said, just as kind of random stuff. But you know, I was talking to someone recently about the podcast. And for as much like great feedback I get back about, you know, how people are enjoying it and it's, it's helping them and et cetera. I did hear back from one person who said, I do feel like sometimes all the stories are too positive. 
And that's such a weird idea because I get what they're saying. You know, like, I, you know, I'm not going to have a podcast where I come on. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you a sad story about diabetes today. That's just, you know, not valuable for anybody. But at the same time, I have plenty of those stories. Arden has plenty of those stories. And maybe it's important to hear them sometimes so that you don't feel like the person you're listening to is just out there just hitting home run after home run while you're striking out because that's certainly not the case. It's just about, a, you know, an economy of time. So I'm going to just tell you a fast story about something that went totally bonkers wrong with Arden last week. She texts me from school and she says, you know, I, I, I've been bolusing, like you said, but my blood sugar's not moving. And I'm looking on the Dexcom and I'm seeing the same thing. It's real steady. I get 180. I can't get it. We can't get it to move. And the, and the, her insulin pump site's going to, it's going to be done in a couple of hours when she gets home from school. So, you know, before, before lunch comes, let's, let's change the pump now and be done with it and hopefully kind of save the rest of the afternoon and, and get a better jump on lunch than we're going to get with this bad site that's going. And so I go over to school and we, you know, it's just across the street and we change her pump really quickly and I bolus pretty heavily for everything and send her on her way. And it just doesn't matter. Her blood sugar is going up and up and up and it's just climbing and climbing and climbing. And by the end of the school day, it's, you know, it's 400. And now her blood sugar has been high for, you know, over three hours. And we're, we're just dumping insulin in and it's just not working. And I don't think we got it back down to where we wanted it to be until just maybe a half an hour before dinner time. So four thirty, five o'clock at night. Um, and you know, if you look at her graph from that day, it's looks great. And then all of a sudden it's just a disaster and it's not just a disaster. You know, it wasn't something we particularly did wrong. It just, you know, it was bad timing. Uh, you know, insulin pump infusion site is going to end and it kind of, it kind of gets a little wonky a, a couple hours before you expect it to. She happens to be at school. You know, a lot of, a lot of things come into play. That stuff happens all the time. I mean, it's not, I never want to give anybody the idea that like Arden's blood sugar is 98 constantly. It certainly is not. Um, but at the same time, without any significant lows, she, you know, her A1C has been right around six for two years. And so I think maybe there's, there's hope in that statement. You know, you don't have to be at 90 constantly. You don't have to be perfect and still you can be doing a good job. I mean, I don't want that spike, that 400 spike made me upset, made me a little sick to my stomach. I'm sure it ruined a few hours of Arden's day, but it does happen. You know, I'm looking at her 24 hour graph right now and her blood sugar is 140 diagonal down. She's eating lunch and her blood sugar has been up to 200 twice in the last 24 hours. It's spiked out of our range, which we have set at 150 and 80. Uh, she was low once overnight for about an hour, and by low I mean she was about 72. Um, but you know, it's not. This is not a flat line. This line goes up and down a little bit. It is certainly not perfect. We are not perfect. The podcast is not here to tell you to be perfect. The podcast is here to tell you to be more in tune with diabetes, see what it's saying to you, and kind of react to it. And that brings me to what we're going to be talking about. You know, coming up. So. I've been working really hard the last couple of six or eight weeks getting a bunch of shows recorded so that while they're running over the next three months, I can be working on something else. And trust me, that's a lot of pre-planning for a guy who doesn't pre-plan very often. So I want to try to get, a, I think, three things going this year. Something I might call A1C later, where we all kind of as a community use something from the podcast 
as a jumping in point to try to improve our our kids or our A1C. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna tr- I'm gonna find a way to do that where we can kind of all report in or keep track or 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 just know that you're involved somehow. Uh, you know, it, it can be very private. Nobody needs anybody's name or anything like that. But but I'd like everyone to be able to say, hey, you know, here's three things that Arden does that keep her A1C down. I'm going to pick one of them, just one of them, and try it for three months and see what happens. And then if that works, then let's pick another one and pick another one and try to build on that. So tentatively, I think I want to call that A1C later, but I'm looking for a partner for that right now. So uh I haven't gotten back. I still want to hear from you guys. If you want to be on the podcast, you got to send me emails. Go to ardensday.com, juiceboxpodcast.com. Send me an email. Tell me why you think you'd be great on the podcast or why your story is interesting or that you just want to be on, whatever. I love getting those emails. The second thing I want to try to accomplish this year is something that a a listener uh, of the podcast has been emailing me about for a while, and I just always think it's a good idea, and I never quite can grasp how to do it, but... She's like, I really want to hear from kids. Like, I want to hear their perspective, not when they're talking to their parents, but when they're talking to someone else about diabetes. Would you interview some people's kids? And it's such an odd thing because, you know, under 18, little kids and stuff. And, you know, are you going to really put them on, you know, on a Skype call or on a phone call with a stranger? And maybe, maybe you would do that, but would you leave the room? You know, would you leave the room so that they didn't feel the pressure of you being there? If that sounds like something you think one of your kids would do... All ages. I, I have no. It doesn't matter as long as they can talk, understand the questions, and answer. Um, I'm interested to do a bunch of short interviews with people that would get put together into one or two big specials. So again, if you think there's a, a child in your life that would be interested in that, JuiceBoxPodcast.com, Ardenstay.com. Scroll to the bottom, hit contact, and uh, and let me know if you're in. If I get enough responses back, then then we'll move forward with it in, in a little more purposeful way. Third thing I'm trying to do for this year is, like I said, in conjunction with Jenny Smith from Integrated Diabetes, and we're going to, I don't want to give it away. It's going to be kind of a big deal. We're going to do small little drop-in podcast episodes to come in between the bigger ones, and they're all going to be specific to one idea about diabetes. So it might be five focused minutes about one thought. Um, a little discussion about what that thought means, a little real world discussion about what it means and how it, how it affects you until we kind of end up with a, you know, like a dictionary of ideas for, for living with type one diabetes. And that's going to take a little while, but, but I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be really great. You know, I genuinely think that's it. Just let me remind you that, you know, thank you very much to Omnipod for sponsoring 12 episodes of the podcast this year. Uh, I think they're going to be back, which will be exciting. If anyone else is looking to um, to advertise on the podcast, we're certainly able to, to accommodate that. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, give me, give me a ring. If you think your kids would want to be involved in that special, give me a ring. If you're excited about the idea of A1C, A1C later, um, send, me a, send me an email. Let me know. It seems like a good idea. I really appreciate that. Thank you to everybody who has sent emails this year to me about this podcast. And there have been more than I can count. And each one of them has meant a lot to me. I am thrilled that there's something happening here that has affected you positively. Um, you know, I hope you are having a great holiday season. And um, those of you who are preparing for Christmas, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everyone. The podcast will be back January 5th with, let's guess now, what are we going to do now? I'm going to start strong with Kelly 
and her bionic pancreas story. That's where we're starting. Then after that, Victor Garber, um, a D-mom named Lisa, and then I'll put the rest of it in order. Actually, I think when we do the Stephen Ponder episode, Stephen's given away a copy of his book, Sugar Surfing. That'll be cool. And uh, until then, go back, listen to old episodes that you haven't heard. But most of all, if you think this podcast is valuable to someone else, please let them know about it. And podcasting is not something that's easy to share. The one real hurdle this year has been that my blog speaks mostly to a demographic of people who don't seem to really know what podcasts are. And, you know, I hope you don't find this distasteful, but I'm going to tell you that as I'm recording this, the podcast has crested 25,000 downloads since May. And I know that might not might sound like a big number to some people, might sound like a small number to other people, but for a niche podcast like this, is a very strong number. So it is being found, it's being consumed, it's being shared. But trust me, that's the only way it's going to find more people is if you, in some cases, take someone's iPhone from them, open it up and say, look, there's a podcast app in here. Juice Box Podcast. Look at that. Try this episode um, and download it for them because it is not something that just comes easily to everybody. You can always listen at juiceboxpodcast.com. But again, I just love getting the emails from you. I'm, you know, there's one that sticks with me all year about a mom that listens with her son, which I just think is adorable. And, you know, I'm listening to you while I'm doing the dishes, listen to you while I'm doing the laundry, I'm listening to you at the grocery store. I got this great note the other day uh, about somebody who was fighting with the blood sugar overnight and listened to like four episodes in a row and, and said they couldn't get their vo- my voice out of their head, which I felt I felt bad about at the same time excited about. Uh, this is working out the way I hoped and much, much better. And it's because of all you guys and the great support you've been giving. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I will see you back here very soon uh, for what I guess we'll call like a second season of the Juice Box Podcast. Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not losing steam. I'm actually a hundred times more excited than I was last January when I started. So if you're enjoying this, I have more to give. If you want to be on, you got to let me know. Juiceboxpodcast.com. That's it. To, uh, 2015 is a wrap. My husband found your podcast a while ago and I just caught on. I'm so happy to have found you. I've listened to about four episodes today. My son is the same age as Arden and was diagnosed when he was four. Three things have happened after listening to you. You've inspired me to lower his high setting on his Dexcom and to take steps to lower his A1C. Also, I was on the fence about whether to send him to diabetes camp again next year until I heard the podcast where you interviewed the woman from the ADA. Thank you. And I'm so glad we found you. Thanks for all that you do. I don't have children, but I was an educator, and I've had type 1 diabetes since I was 28. I am 52 now. I'm also on disability due to chronic fatigue syndrome. I've been doing everything I can to get well for the last decade and realize that my diabetes has more to do with this than I had thought. I wear a Medtronic pump and have used Dexcom for about two and a half years. I'm horrible with technology, but listening to you has empowered me to take it up a notch. I'm writing to thank you for your awesome podcast, which my husband and I have have been listening to since my 12-year-old has been diagnosed. Your podcast has been so tremendously helpful and has been our only source of understanding. Thanks for your easy conversation about living with this disease. It is like listening in on a conversation that I would have with other type 1 parents. Nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast or read on ardensday.com should be considered advice, medical or otherwise.